Welcome to the Financially Intentional Podcast Expert Edition. Every Tuesday, I'll be joined by an expert in a particular field that is here to help you get your money right. These people are going to impart some serious knowledge, y'all. I'll be right here learning right beside you guys. So be prepared to take notes and more importantly, be prepared to take intentional action. All right, Nurses on Fire, we are back with our certified financial planner, Lisa Peterson, here to talk about what to do when you are making more money and specifically, how do we allocate those funds and what things do we need to consider tax-wise with making more money? So let's dive in, Lisa. Yeah, let's dive in. I love what you've already said offline about just making sure that this is another perfect time to have a plan. You don't have a plan, then you're going to plan to fail. So it's what you always say, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Starts with a plan. Know what you want to do with that mm-hmm. money. Have yep. an idea. If you're saving up to buy a house or you're saving up to buy another house because you want to rent it out. I think both you and I, I think we may have talked about this before, but I can't remember. I don't actually consider myself a great saver, but when I have a project that I know the money is allocated for, I save massive amounts of money. I think you're like that too, right? Yes. I'm like that too. I know if I have something big coming up, for example, I'm buying a new house (laughs) and I want to do all these upgrades. And so if I want to do that, I need a certain amount of money to put towards it. And it's super important to me. So I'm going to have a plan around that. But what's important for me when it comes to planning is that I stick to this plan that I have written down and every single one of my dollars has an assignment. Every dollar that I know I'm getting and any dollar extra that I know is coming in is going to go there. That's how things are prioritized for me. And that's like the thing, the method that I use is zero-based budgeting. And so it automatically falls in line because it's what I do anyway. I tell my money to go in where to go in advance. And so anytime I have any extra dollar, I'm like, cool, that's just going to help me reach my goal faster. So how do you deal with that temptation of, I'm working harder. I need to, I deserve this. I should treat myself. Let's talk about that. The treat yourself syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I fall into that too. Like I am not immune to being um, a victim of that, but I look at what's really important to me and what's important to me. Like I just talked about is like making sure that my home is right. Like where I come home to every night is major to me because that's where my family is. That's where I come and relax and recenter myself. That's going to be above all else. And I think it's harder to treat yourself when you're looking at the numbers and you know that if I treat myself, then this is going to take me so this much longer as to where if I was just like, oh, I, I know I want to save money and it's important to me, but I haven't written it down and I haven't worked it into my budget. It's easy for me to be like, oh, but I just got this check. So let that check go to whatever XYZ thing out there that just pops up. So just knowing that I have that plan and knowing that it's what's sparking joy in my life. It's what's super duper important to me is what keeps me on track. Yeah. It's so great to hear you talk about it because I think 
that you're a living example of what it's like when we create a plan and we get super intentional and super deliberate about the choices that we're making and the enjoyment that comes from that instead of those super expensive shoes that might not (laughs) bring, they might bring temporary joy, but they are not going to keep bringing joy if they are not investments. I know I've heard all the stories like those are investment, but not really. (laughs) So what else would be helpful? Do you think? I think a lot of times people think, okay, so I'm making all this money. Now I'm going to get taxed so heavily on it. So what do we do when we think we're facing all these extra taxes? Yeah, these are tough questions to answer by ourselves. This is one of those things why I use a CPA is whenever we've got multiple income streams, or let's say you go on a contract and then you have your regular job, like the deductions of your, on your taxes are not set up for that. They do not, they're not your friend. So without having somebody give you some back in the napkin advice, and by the way, this might take a half an hour. It might be like an email where you're like, I think I'm going to make this to a CPA. This is what I made before. Can you help me? These are what my deductions. This is what my taxes look like last year. Can you tell me how much more I should be having taken out of my check now from this new receipt. If it's on a contract and they don't take out taxes, then all the more reason why you need to be really careful and get advice now rather than next April when it's too late to, you just have to come up with extra money that you already spent or allocated. And I think it's important to have a relationship with a CPA, a certified public accountant that does tax planning, not just taxes, because they can help you, especially if you have fluctuations in your income regularly, they can help you plan out what to do with your money. Some of the things that they might suggest is maybe diverting more into your retirement accounts or increasing maybe your withholdings so that it balances out so that you're maximizing your take-home pay to be able to meet whatever your financial goals goals are, but at the same time, still meeting your tax obligation. So at the end of the year, there's no big tax surprise. So I love that you said that you work with a professional. I've been working with a professional for like, basically as soon as I started my nursing career, because it it became a little too complex for me. So yes, I think that's important. Yeah. It it never hurts. It probably won't cost you a lot. If you're afraid of what it's going to cost you or the time it takes, the cool thing is you could also be trying someone out with these questions that you have now. And if you like how they help you, if you like the structure of how they charge, maybe you're like, maybe this time I'm going to have somebody else do it. Uh, I think the data says in many cases that they pay for themselves. Yes. You get somebody good, they are paying for that additional cost. I spend a lot of money every year. I have an accountant that literally, instead of nickel and diming you throughout the year, he just charges me that one time when I get my taxes done. And I, my husband and I run like four to five different businesses. And so it's pretty complicated, but I love how he does that because then it's just one check and I don't have to worry about checking in with him, but then I'm going to get a hundred dollar check every time I call him like an attorney or something. So pick the person that fits you, but use this as a time to see if you could actually save some money. They'll often do audits too, by the way, they will do audits where you give them your tax returns for two or three years. You might have to wait until after the filing date of July 15th, just because they're probably really busy right now. But after that updated filing date, you could go in, give them a couple tax returns and they could tell you, hey, we should refile. You might pay for their expense and then some. 
Yeah, I really like that. And I've had instances where basically working with or getting a CPA on my side has saved me so much money. It's, and then like relative to what they charge, it's like super duper cheap. I'm like, oh my God, can I pay you more? <laughs> Rather than thinking that I was getting overcharged. And like you said, they pay for themselves and then some. So yeah, it's great. And yes, they do auditing in the back end. If something was wonky with your taxes a couple years ago, they can refile and it can save you even more money. So yeah, awesome. That's tax-free money. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes. Thanks for mentioning that because we love the tax-free money. (laughs) But yeah, so overall, if you feel like you're going to have an increase in your income, if you're going to have some kind of windfall, the most important thing that you can do is make sure you have a plan for your money that's written down. And that you have some kind of accountability too, because it is easy to just treat yourself and then to work with a professional as far as making sure you're tax optimized. So yeah, Lisa, anything else you want to add? No, these are great questions. And keep in mind, you got some money to play with. Like I became a millionaire because I went on disaster duty with State Farm Insurance after the Northridge earthquake in 1994. I got, I took all the per diem, like I would eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I saved everything. And I had a chunk of $3,000 that allowed us to buy, go from an inexpensive neighborhood to a very expensive neighborhood in the, in Walnut Creek. You're you're familiar. We couldn't have bought that house had I not done that. So you just never know when you're socking away cash, how it can actually change your life because it became one house and then another house and another house. And yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. And yeah, and I like that you mentioned it. It was only that $3,000 that made that difference, that got you into that house, that got you where you needed to be as a stepping stone. But you had a plan for it. Yes. All right, Lisa, thank you so much. This is so great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my mommy's podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.